Hi everyone, Clyde Bryant here with Luigi Chirocco. Good uh, morning, good afternoon, depending on when you're watching <laughs> this, depending on when this is released. How's it going, everybody? So we are here today to discuss yet another increase of the overnight lending rate <laughs> by the Bank of Canada. And um, I'm going to say a little bit of shock and awe from the Bank bit. of Canada yeah, on this one. A little bit. Jeez. A lot of people weren't expecting it. But yeah, a lot of people weren't. Um, yeah, that's easy to say after something's <laughs> happened. But <laughs> I think... Uh, I think there was some sort of murmurs that there could possibly be another increase at some point this summer. Yeah. Uh, whether that was today or, or the, the July announcement, people were, were not really sure about that, but turns out it was today. Yeah. Today was our lucky day. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I would call it, <laughs> lucky. So with the, uh, with the increase, another quarter basis point um, that has been tacked onto the overnight lending rate um, that means today's prime rate being at 6.7% is going to be likely moving up with well, yeah, most almost, lenders. With almost 100% <laughs> certainty. Yeah. Usually the banks will, will well, react well, accordingly. Yep. Yeah. So that will put us at you know 6.95% yes, on a basic prime lending rate with most lenders. That's right. And that... I think that's the highest since uh, I came into this whole world in 2007. I think when I came in, Prime was in the sixes. Yeah. So this is now officially higher than I've ever seen it since I've been working in this industry. Yeah, and I, I think the people are saying that this is the highest since like 2021 or something like that. Or sorry, since 20, 2001, <laughs> pardon me. 2001 probably sounds yeah, right. right. And it's, you know... When you think about it, it's it's absolutely scary. It's downright terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> depending on your situation, but there is uh, there's no more buffer for people. There's no there's no comfort zone. That discretionary income that uh, a lot of people used to have has just been taken, taken away. Taken away. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I I would say that you know this. This change, this increase, these rates as they are today kind of remind me a little bit of when I bought like my first home. You know, it was uh, 2006 and, and rates were kind of, you know, high. <laughs> yeah, here's why I'm upset. Prices aren't the same as they were back then. Exactly. Incomes aren't that much more than they were back then. So mm -hmm. you've got uh, rates that are, yes, maybe the same as when you bought your first place. You have incomes that, yeah, you know, they've, they've adjusted for, for time that's passed, but not at the rate of these prices, right? So back then you might have been able to buy your first place, I don't know, for 300000 yeah. uh, detached or semi-detached home, let's say in 2007-ish, 8? 6, 7, okay. yeah. Uh, okay, that same home's uh, one two now, mm -hmm. 1.2 million. I know. Your income might have been, let's say you were making 60 in 2006. That same job, what are you making now? Like 75, 75 80? 80? Yeah. Okay, so 75K to now support 
1.2 million dollar price doesn't um, equate things aren't uh, aren't climbing at the same rate that's the scary part is for, for the people that say yeah, we've seen higher rates and yeah incomes were lower but um, I think just the level of debt Canadians have taken on uh, that's what makes this particularly frightening yeah definitely definitely can be scary times and you know I know we were talking th- about this a little bit earlier and you know what's what's caused this and you know this is the reason why we're, we're sitting down here today to kind of just go through what's going on and you know more importantly what what do we do right what's the best next step and when you find out let, let me know yeah i know <laughs> right but it, i think it, it all comes down to the individual and yeah, I know the, yeah, there's no like cookie cutter, one size fits all um, advice that you would give somebody today. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that sounds cliche, but really your situation and my situation aren't necessarily the same. Correct. So, of course, we're not going to react to something like this in the same way either. Correct. Yeah. So for me, um, the common question now is, uh, this is going to be what we've had throughout this entire year, like is... Is it still worth taking this variable ride or is it worth maybe looking at a fixed rate option? For me, the number one thing is make it about that individual's, uh, I'll call it priority. Mm -hmm. So what's most important to you? So if you're an individual who's really feeling the cash flow pinch, then the rate is sort of secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in that in that conversation. So yeah, the rate's going to improve if you go fixed, but really it's the payment that that individual is is really needing relief on at this point. So the first exactly. thing is like, what's the priority for you? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you're still not um, impacted too much with your cash flow, then maybe payment's not your number one priority, but mm-hmm. what is, right? Mm-hmm. And then again, uh, projections and all these things on where rates are going, everybody has their own idea views on what what uh, is going to happen there but the first thing for me is like don't just ask where do you think rates are going like for, first of all what's your need what's your priority because if you have a cash flow situation right now mm-hmm. then again rate is it's secondary, secondary. yeah I, and you know that's one of the things that i think a lot of people right now are are really up against it's they're looking oh, yeah. at it and saying okay my cash flow is being, you know, taken away from me month over month every time the bank meets. And, you know, I see that the variable rates are extremely high. And, you know, eventually rates hopefully come back down. And can I wait to, you know, long enough for those rates to come back down? and sustain the cash, you know, the, or the, the negative cash flow that might be happening or the cash flow crunch that's happening versus making the switch to a, a fixed rate. And, you know, that's, that's probably a very difficult decision to make right now. I think it's almost impossible to, I think, what, what was the wording you, you used? Uh, like, you, you don't know what's going to happen. No, you so don't know how, what you don't know. how do you, you make know. a decision without being able to predict the future? I mean, yeah. you, even, uh, 
<laughs> even uh, a lot of the bank economists just a few months ago mm-hmm. were making predictions that now appear to be probably off. They're Very not, off. you know, rates going down <laughs> by the end of this year substantially is what some of them were saying. Um, I don't think we're on track for that. No. So how do you make a decision when even the experts can be wrong? Uh, it's difficult. Yeah. You have to, I think you just, you have to make a decision for today. You have to make a decision for your individual situation. Exactly. You know, and you know, I, I was sitting down and, and, and thinking about all this and, you know, what does it mean? And really, I think what it comes down to is if you're in a variable rate, mortgage today and you know prime is you know 6.95 percent and you say if i were to convert from a variable rate mortgage into a fixed rate mortgage of a term of you know three years let's say a three-year term sure right uh that three-year term rate might be somewhere around five five point three four percent so immediately you're going to have interest savings. Yes. Coming down from 695 well, to 5.34 and cash flow savings and cash lower, flow savings. lower payment. 100%. Well. So now your cash flow has automatically been increased which will allow you to maybe even in some cases breathe. You know, you're not you don't feel like the debt levels are at the at your neck. And yeah. so you're immediately relieved uh, of that cash flow problem so you feel like you're winning now yeah that that goes to what i was saying earlier like if cash flow is the number one priority today then maybe it is something you you do today maybe mm-hmm. you make the switch to fix because you will get that immediate little bit of relief there but the flip side to that is by winning now and now having to lock into a three-year term when rates eventually hopefully come back down you will potentially lose later maybe maybe not but i think a lot of canadians there's not going to be a later for a Mm -hmm. lot of canadians if they're struggling today today yeah so take action today if you feel like it's the the right move for you if you're really struggling and converting might lower your payment by 800 bucks or a thousand bucks and that's the difference between you being able to keep your home versus you being put in a position where now what do you what do you do mm-hmm. you, it, it's scary to even think it exactly. um, so for a lot of people it's like d-day like a, <laughs> or it's approaching that like you need to make a decision here what are you doing with your variable rate mortgage yeah are you riding this out and can you sustain another because there might there might still be another rate hike right yeah. later this year and can i still you sustain think another coming. one can you sustain another one and again no, we're not uh, economists or nostradamus we can't predict the future <laughs> but how long do you think you'll have to sustain it for right when Correct. do you think well based on point? all the information that you that you um ingest when mm-hmm. do you think it's going to go down again yeah and, and you know i look at it and say at what point is is at what point is it too much, right? At what point, if you know, is it another quarter basis point? Is it another half of a percentage point that rates increase before it becomes unbearable to the consumer, to the borrower, and all of a sudden now you're locking in, and you know what are rates going to be then? 
right? And now yeah. you have additional losses against your fixed rate of, you know, 534 that we mentioned. So is now the time? Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know. But what I do know is everybody's situation is different. And I think it's time that we actually start taking a look. That's, that's what I really think. Yeah, I, I hope, like you, you said something there that uh, is, is now the time where you have to sort of do something. Like that time may have already passed few rate increases ago for some people. Mm-hmm. And maybe they haven't had to do anything because their mortgage has a static payment. So they're, they're still invariable. They haven't felt this yet because they haven't bothered to increase their payment. But that's like a storm looming over the house, right? Mm-hmm. Because that mortgage at some point is either going to be up for renewal mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a huge payment shock. Exactly. Um, or depending on the bank, you might reach that trigger point. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to get that phone call saying, guess what? Your payment is going to go up by $1,500 next month. Exactly. Good luck to you. <laughs> um, so I, I worry that a lot of people have hit this point mm-hmm. already it's just it's we haven't felt the downstream effects of it yet. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the scary part because that would sure. mean that um, there would be some very interesting times ahead. Yeah, the unknown is the scary part. Like if if you could tell people that guys in twelve months we're gonna be okay, mm-hmm. then okay, well I can make a plan for the next 12 months yeah. and I can figure out my situation that, that, you know, puts me in the best position financially. Um, but is it going to be like, is it going to be 12 months? I don't we, know. We don't know. It's a variable no that you, you, you cannot plan around. And without that variable, it's, it's, it's tough to continue to do with what a lot of variable rate holders are doing. So, you know, for me, as I, I know I've said this before, you know, when you're looking at making that, that financial decision on, you know, fixed versus variable, it's not, it's often something that I don't believe people take enough time, energy, effort in, in getting to understand. Oh my God. I, so, so maybe now it's happening more because people have been burned, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I've was working for, uh, uh, the unnamed big bank that yeah. uh, that I previously uh, refused <laughs> to give free free ad ads for, but when I was there, and then even when I moved into sort of like a coaching role after mm-hmm. that, for years it was why does your client want variable? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the lowest rate. The lowest okay. rate. That's well, not what, like you've got them at a thirty year amortization with, you know, two percent <laughs> like, and and they're super tight like one yeah. fluctuation. Th- then what? It's like, yeah, that's the slowest rate. <laughs> and, and people became um, complacent yes. because rates, thankfully for, for these low people, for stayed time. low. So they didn't have to be put in the position that a lot of people are being put in now. Yes. But <laughs> to your point, like, thank, I think now, if anything, people are actually having more of these conversations mm-hmm. because, I won't swear, holy smokes, <laughs> like look what's happened in the last year. Whereas... Yeah. From I'll say 2009 to let us say 2017, mm-hmm. um, and you can even go stretch that to 2020, 2021. Why do you why are you putting your client in the, in the variable rate product? They don't mm-hmm. they don't seem to to really be a variable rate type of client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the lowest rate, and then yeah. you get into those positions where either you you speak to them about 
the advice piece, the planning piece, or you get a, I hate to say it, you get mortgage agents that maybe aren't confident enough to have that conversation. So what, what are they worried about? Well, if I don't give them this variable rate, guess and what? Someone they're going to go to some other agent and they're just going to do it. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's not the way that someone in our business should operate. But Sadly, it happened for a long time. Yeah. I'm just, see what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm taking a positive out of this experience. <laughs> That's a first. That, that, yeah, negative, <laughs> negative Ned over here, as uh, <laughs> my wife calls me sometimes. <laughs> From this experience, I hope we get back to having those conversations mm -hmm. and people, I'm going to say respecting the profession a little bit more because there gets to be a point where a lot of agents, when you're doing that, just, yeah, I'll yeah. give you a variable because it's low. Mm -hmm. What are you? You're, you're an order taker you're an order at taker. that point, yeah. right? You're not so, actually doing the one thing that we're supposed to be doing, yeah. which is giving guidance, support, and education. So there's the silver lining on this, that uh, as an industry professional, I see us getting back to more advice-based mm -hmm. conversations, more planning when we put a client into a particular product, not just saying, yeah, what'd you see online? 499, <laughs> I, I can do 498, how's that sound? Yeah, we're bidding. So let, let's hope uh, we go back to that, that model. Yeah, where mortgages matter. Yeah, because now more than ever people, you know, people are I'm sure coming to you and saying, what should I be going into at this exactly. point? It's a whole different it's, conversation. It's before it used to be, what's the best rate you can get me? Whereas now it's, what should I even choose as a product here? Yeah. What should I be buying? What should I be looking at buying? Should I be looking at single family homes? Should I be looking at multi-unit homes? It's a whole yeah. different conversation now. But even renewals, right? So you're coming up for renewal things are tighter than probably they've ever been. If you renewed your mortgage three years ago, you weren't as tight as no. you will be when you're renewing now. So now it's also, what else is coming up for you? Exactly. We're talking about a three-year term. Do you foresee, how old's your car? How mm -hmm. old's your furnace? Like exactly. what else could happen over the course of this next term mm -hmm. that could throw you into a bit of a, not to, to use um, hyperbole family. here, yeah. but like what if it, could throw you into a, a tailspin if you yeah. have a, a $20,000 expense over the next couple of years. So we're renewing your mortgage. Here are your options. Um, three years, what's your life look like over the next two, three years? Yeah. Job stability, any expenses coming, kids going to university. Like mm -hmm. hopefully, um, again, the, the, this disruption in our industry due to this, this um, escalating rate environment, mm -hmm gets people back to having these these uh, planning conversations. Yeah, I mean, I look at the these types of conversations that, that we're now having, and, you know, I, I remind people that it, when you're buying a home and you're in the real estate market, you know, that's one part of it, because, of course, you want that home to appreciate in value. You want to buy low, and if you're going to sell, you want to sell high. But the other variable is the interest rate on which the, the <laughs> money is secured. I'm laughing because I know we've had this conversation. You talk about appreciation and I'm like, yeah, but you still got to afford the house. You got you to buy the house. <laughs> like, you got to yeah. afford it, right? It's great to have this house, but uh, until it appreciates, <laughs> you gotta still got to be able to make the payments. Yeah. So, you know, I go back to the comment I made earlier, you know, when, when people are trying to, to decide, okay, what do I do today? 
it comes down to simply if you're paying 6.95% today and you're able to get a 5.34% interest rate today, you are automatically going to be saving money, which means even if you win today and rates happen to go down two years from now, I don't think that's a negative decision. Well, you, you've won in year one and two, and in year three... It's going to be... You're going to be down. Yeah, maybe. But it's just but like a stock at that Are you up overall? Who, like, who knows? Exactly. But, and, and it's easy to look at that time to say, oh, I made a foolish decision. Yeah, I could have. But no, you forgot the situation you were in two years exactly. ago where cash flow exactly. was at a critical point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, I always tell people, like, when they compare uh, a three-year, let's say, fixed to a five-year fixed... Like, yeah, but I, so I can get lower in a five? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So what does that mean? Well, all I know it means is that in years one, two, and three, you're going to save more if you took the five. Exactly. But year four and five, you still have the same product. Same product, same But if you payment. took the three yeah. and you had to renew, what are you renewing at? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So do you take your savings in years one, two, and three? Mm-hmm. Or do you take a little bit of a gamble that... You know, I don't mind paying a little bit more interest because I think the payoff will be in year three exactly. when I'm now able to renew at a, at a lower rate. But ultimately, do you have a crystal ball? Because I don't. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is a fixed rate you can plan around. I think as long as you and your mortgage professional, whoever it is that you trust, are having these conversations you know, you're, you're going to make sound decisions. There are, there are uh, good decisions with some unfortunate outcomes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for example, what we're, what we're facing now, maybe you took a variable rate a, a couple of years ago. Was it a, was it a poor decision mm-hmm. or just a poor outcome, right? Exactly. Um, and, then, and then there's the opposite as well. There's and poor there's decisions that can be made. So yeah. as long as you're having thorough conversations and you're planning, I, I think... You can feel pretty good, both as a mortgage professional and as a customer, that you know what I did my due diligence here. Um, now, if something, if life throws me a curveball, if the economy throws me a curveball, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I was diligent in my my planning. This is why I took what I took. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I think we've uh, we've talked that one to death. <laughs> I came in here passionate today, Clyde. <laughs> when I saw that news this morning, I know you were hot. You I were, had to calm down for a little bit, but you know, I was what? up. I was upset thinking of uh, our fellow Canadians and how this this hurts people. It does. It, it listen, anytime people. the government is taking money out of the pockets uh, of Canadians, it's tough not to be passionate about it. But you know, uh, on the flip side of every coin is 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 another option. And so, you know, we have to look at it and say, which one's right for us. So with that, let's remind the people, Lou, um, where do they find you? Yeah, well, so I was just going to say, any questions, doesn't have to be me. I'd love it if you all called me, <laughs> but contact your trusted mortgage professional. Me, if this, this is going on socials, uh, at Luigi Chiroco MTG. Uh, is my uh, Instagram handle, and you can find me, uh, Luigi Chiraco, on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and all that stuff as well. And our website, 
yeah. which is uptown uptown.ca okay perfect so find me there you'll see my email uh and the rest of our uh, talented talent. team as well perfect so as always everyone uh i'm uh, clyde bryant and thank you for listening